Hello, everybody. Welcome to 1v1, the creator interview series where we celebrate content creators and what they do on the internet. I am your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me is the streaming Zombie queen. Kills. Zombie Kills. Yay, Zombie. You are very popular when I ask for questions. You know that? Thank you. Yeah, so we... We okay, feel so, good. Zombie, you and I met on Mixer playing, playing some games. Uh, so, and we've kind of been friends ever since. So we wanted to have you on... I, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a couple months now, but, you know, we've kind of had scheduling <laughs> conflicts and yeah. you know, more of me just, you know, short, uh, you know, short, uh, uh, you know, asking you like uh, not, you know, a couple days ahead of time or a week ahead of time. It's been more like an hour ahead of time. So You know, we uh, work with what we got. We work with what we got. Yeah, you know, it, it happens. So what if for for people who are listening to us for the first time, who are you and and what do you do? What what kind of content do you create? What what is your internet life besides Animal Crossing? Yeah. I have I have thankfully only touched my Animal Crossing for like an hour to two hours a day now. So I just wanna say really cut back. But I'm Zombie Kills. Uh, I stream on Mixer, and I've recently started diversifying my content now to also include streaming on Twitch. I am uh, part of a stream duo called The Sugar and Spice, and we have a community called The Snack Squad, which are all of our people, which you are part of. Um, my content's pretty varied. I am the spice of the group for a reason. Variety is the spice of life. I like to play all kinds of things. Animal Crossing is a current addiction. I do GTA RP. I play games you've never heard of, and I love dating sims. So I can be a real mixed bag. It's just I was gonna say you you play yeah. some some dating sims that people probably never heard of. <laughs> never heard of. I remember but, the, the first time you ever on one of our shows, you were playing that that pimp game or whatever. Honeycam Studios, Honeycam Studios, where I was a pimp. It was a fantastic game. Playing through it when I finally got to beat it because it was actually really hard was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, but I play a lot of different games, so my content's pretty varied. Uh, right now, I'm more towards uh, Animal Crossing, Ark, my, like, three... Well, four current games are Animal Crossing, Ark, Minecraft, and a lot of GTA RP. Nice. Uh, what are you doing in GTA? What what kind of role-playing does it vary? Does it... Do you have um, a squad that you roll with that you just do? Battlebug is there, of course. Of course all the major is. players. Inchili is there. Battlebug is my assistant. So my character's name is Z Winters, attorney at law. Uh, I went to the uh, South Jersey Online School of Law. Our uh, we're both lawyers. We're new in town. Sophie is amazing. She's my cousin, and uh, she's a paralegal who has dreams of being an actress. Nice. And so and so. We are criminal defense attorneys in the city that we're currently on. <laughs> so, so what do you guys do? What do you like? What do you, what do you do? Do you just like drive around and have conversations in the car? You guys like go to no, lunch? No, we play go tennis? defend people based on the penal code law that's been laid out for the city against like the police, etc. So, if someone's arrested, we go and I'm their attorney. Mm. Mm. That's yeah, and we have to take like a little bar exam and everything. Like, really. <laughs> It's like a whole thing. I see, like the GTA role playing community is just kind of like a. That's a side of 
gaming that I have no idea how it works or what's happening over there. It's just kind of like it's out there. Like I just like it's, it's so intense. Yeah, it, I mean, it's sometimes it's fun to watch. You know, like I just, I just the the rules that are actually like in place for the the role playing stuff is it's serious. If you've never done RP before, it's definitely something that could be very like intense to tackle you know what i'm saying like if you've never rp'd and you jump in it's just like what the heck is going on here and sometimes you get caught up in like role-playing with people and you have you i mean you have no idea where it's gonna go ever at any given moment so that's also real sketchy when you're streaming so they put a lot of rules in place but when i tell you some of my best times in gaming have been in rp (laughs) i mean we we get into some shenanigans. I, Most of them are not safe for work. I, I, I well, all of GTA. Them. I really believe that part of it, to be, <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, but yeah, so you know, streaming something that I haven't done in a while. Cough. Yeah. Ghost Town over on your channel, sir. I know. Ghost Town. I know. I've been. I mean, I've been building Boss Rush. I've been trying to build up Boss Rush, and it just hasn't. Facts been you killing know. it just gonna say you've been killing it i so. yeah you know we we got some really exciting uh information the other day uh number 17 right number 17 yeah our our xbox podcast uh arsenal x is number is was ranked number 17 uh the number 17th podcast you should be looking at that's amazing on you know in 2020 and our nintendo podcast was ranked 30th uh, so I was I was pretty happy with that. So, uh, heck yeah, that's amazing. You know, I mean, we we try. I mean, we we do a lot. You know, during during the week and on the weekends and everything. Like, I, it's almost like a second job, <laughs> almost. But you know, you yeah, have content to do... creation is a sec. Is it some for some people? It's the seconds. For some people, it's the first. Yeah, and you know, we're just trying to get to that place where you know we can kind of find. A little bit more success but you know that's why we're kind of doing a lot and seeing what sticks and and you know some stuff doesn't stick some stuff does you know and and the stuff that sticks is really sticking you know it's it's exciting and that you know that's why 1v1 exists too is like this show is is a lot of people like these uh 1v1s and they want to see who else is out there that maybe they don't know and that's kind of we have a lot of people that have helped us along the way too, you know, and it's like kind of giving back in a small way of getting other people's names out there who, you know, maybe yeah, people... checking in with the fam he started with. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's been a lot of work and, but you know, we've, we've come to a place where we kind of feel like we are on the right path for, you know, success and, and, you know, Ed and Jesse do a lot of great things, and and this is just a another one of those things to 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 work on. But you know, this yeah. this one v one isn't about me. I already did mine. We <laughs> we already got that one out of the way. Uh, this this one's about you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with some starter questions. Uh, I've pulled a lot of questions from the community, a lot. And when I say a lot, there's probably about f- fifteen questions here at least. Uh, you know, some of them are from me. I'm not gonna lie, but a lot of them are from our our community who have have found their way to you in one one way or another. So, uh, uh, what what was the first game that you remember playing? What was the first game that you really 
started playing and kind of loved. Burger time. I mean, that just shows you how old I am, though. On yeah. the Atari. Yeah. <laughs> on the Atari. That I, was the first game I ever played. Uh, I, my, I mean, my first game was on the Atari, too. It was uh, a Kaboom. And it was just this little guy throwing bombs off a building. And you had this little bucket. And you had to catch the bombs before they hit the ground. That was... I remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that and uh, uh, combat and and Burger Time. All, all Burger of, Time was my jams. I played it like nonstop. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's quite a game. I'm I I miss those simple kind of you know just simple games. You know, like and I know a lot of those have been regulated to phones and stuff, but like. Give me some, give me some Burger Time. Where's Burger Time two at? You know, didn't they just redo Burger Time? Did they? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. For the Switch, I think. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are you sure you're not talking about Overcooked? No, I love Overcooked. It's so fun. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they just did Burger Time for the Switch. Huh. Let's look. Let's go. Let's go. Burger Time. See, I, I just typed in burger time and there's a there's a restaurant by me called burger time so uh, that's what it pulled up for me so uh yeah uh, yeah burger time party for the nintendo switch oh there it is right there yep wow that's uh i need to look into this yeah yeah they've brought some they've brought some of the cool things back and then of course you know with the switch you can always play like your retro games on it so it's kind of fun Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean that's basically. I use my Switch for like, I mean I I try to play what I can, obviously on Switch yep. because we have a Nintendo podcast and I need to do my job. But uh, mostly for for long term play sessions, it's mostly just Nintendo games and indies and, and yeah. retro stuff. So, uh, but we have a our first question from our community, Todd Oxtra from the Secret Friends Unite podcast in the uh, co op mode gaming podcast you should go check him out he's he's a great dude we we're actually we we're actually having him on nintendo power block this week i'm oh, nice i'm excited i i like todd i've known todd for a while and he's their show is great uh what what game yeah uh, what's the game that made you think video games could be more than just casual entertainment i'm just gonna have to go ahead and say it Fortnite. i mean when I started really getting serious about gaming and thinking like about something that I saw as like fun and entertaining to watch or that was something fun for me to do for other people to watch, it was Fortnite and it was with you guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like we kind of started playing and it was like, this is so fun. The vibe is so cool. People are really competitive over Fortnite and people love watching other people play Fortnite. The feature that lets you watch people play after you're dead, you know, Mm -hmm. like that feature got me thinking about how much I like to watch that camera. I like to watch till they fucking die, but (laughs) you know, like, like, get them. I can't wait till they die. But for me, that was like a big moment where it was like, if I'm so invested in watching this person meet their demise, you know, like I'm sure these people are invested in watching me live if, if it's funny enough. And I wanted to create like a place where people could jump in, hang out with me and they're going to go, Hey, uh, it feels like I'm kicking it with my best friend. You know, like I wanted my stream to feel like a place where if you jump in and you're watching me, you're not watching this like super hyped up production, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm not ninja. I don't got 
fuel tanks in the background that I'm sipping from while I'm playing my games, but I want you to feel like you're coming in and we're kicking it and you know, your mom's about to scream downstairs if we want some snacks. You're, you know? you're not you're not bathing in a pool of Red Bull with your ninja sneaks on? No, I am not <laughs> currently. Not not currently. I might tomorrow. That's that's fair. My my ninja sneakers are in the mail, so I'm not wearing them tonight. <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, my hair is also not blue because under this hat I have no hair. So uh you know that's how it goes it's uh it goes sometimes. Uh, but yeah i mean i kind of started realizing gaming was more than just a casual hobby when games really started to tell you know stories that were interesting and and it wasn't just mario moving right to left or you know left to right right to left whatever depends on what game you're playing but uh games I, I've always preferred games as, as my entertainment of choice. You know, I, I yeah, same. I get kind of bored watching movies. I get kind of bored watching even watching TV. You know, and it, even if I am watching TV, I always have you know my switch in my hand or my laptop open with a show on while I'm playing games. You know, it's it's more of a background noise, secondary thing. But when you get older and have kids, it's easier to meet up with your friends that way too. Yeah. You know, like we, you're a parent, you have a young toddler, you know, Mm -hmm. I have two toddlers (laughs) and an 11 year old. When you get to like a certain age, you're not going out clubbing to meet up with your friends. You're not catching concerts because you're not just dropping your kids off with anybody. And then it's like, man, I really want to meet up and hang out with my friends. And where can we do it? Games. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this way of keeping more contact than a phone call or a text message it's just a way of really spending quality time together and then you're like team building and all kinds of stuff so it's really a great way for people to just vibe with each other when you feel isolated yeah yeah i mean it's it's, i mean gaming's always even without kids that's always kind of how it's been for me it's been a social thing for me you know i'd go over to my friend's house to play destiny we did that we used to go over to my friend's house every wednesday night and play destiny every wednesday night and and you know, we did that for three years and, uh, you know, that, that's kind of like between that and like the rise of, of Twitch and I guess YouTube to an extent has, was kind of pointed to the fact that games were more entertainment, you know, and even if people weren't playing games, they were still consuming gaming content and still, you know, interacting with games in a different way than just playing, playing them. And, you know, I have some people that I watch on YouTube, right? But it's more like the rise of, of Twitch and Mixer and how those content creators can interact with you real t- with, in real time. And, and like the community aspect of that has, has been a, a eye opener for me in, in, in that respect. Uh, yeah, same. But, you know, even games that tell real stories now, you know, you get stuff like. Look at, I mean, look at The Witcher. Look at uh, what is it, Hell's Blade? I mean, there's like so many different, yeah, and things you can jump into, and it's a whole world. Yeah, and even even smaller games like Life is Strange or uh, The Walking Dead games, or or you know, even something as big as The Last of Us, right? Telling these really intricate stories that that are very highly emotional. Yeah, and a lot of the time, better than what you are watching on TV, and. it, I, I think you. I mean, become... with some of your favorite actors from TV, let's not forget that. I mean, right. 
Yeah, and you become more invested in, in these characters because you're interacting with them too sometimes. And it's like, that's kind of, you know, where games kind of became more more than just casual entertainment. It, it, and, you know, Ed, Edward sent over a couple questions, uh, you know, because, you know, he, he was going to interview you tonight, but he had to work. So, you know, I'm here. Hi. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, how powerful is streaming and connecting to others around the world and how important has it been for you to connect with your community? Um, so I... I think uh, I was not prepared for what community was going to mean, like when you and I started, right? Mm -hmm. Versus like where I am now, which has been kind of crazy growth, uh, you know, like. Yeah, every every couple of days I, you're like, I hit this milestone. I, this is crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, if like I've just, you know, I was like. Should have just kept streaming. <laughs> should have just kept should have just kept going. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like. You know, I had no idea about Discord, right? Like, I mean, I didn't even set that up till <laughs> way late in the game. I wasn't using a camera. I wasn't doing anything. I was just playing games thinking I was going to meet a couple people and maybe kick it. Uh, I was thinking, you know, we started at the end of September, if you remember. It was like beginning of October, mm -hmm. end of September. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Uh, hopefully by, Ju by June, I'll have maybe 300 followers. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> That was my goal. My goal was 300 followers, and I'm almost at 1,300 followers. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy, and my community is amazing. I've got a community manager now. Her name's Enchilia. She's insane. She does everything. She manages my stream. She, like, comes through this. I, I've got a team of mods. I mean, modding is like a job, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, they are showing up because they believe in me, they believe in my content, and they want to support and make sure people don't come in and aren't shitlords. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And the fact that people want to do that for me is mind-blowing. But I've connected with these crazy people. I mean, I've got half my communities from Canada. Like, they're all taking maple syrup shots and riding <laughs> moose, you know? Like, I, I've just met these incredible humans. Um that I would have never have met otherwise who are just super supportive and they're there and they're like, they love what I'm doing. And just still like every time I get another follower, I'm like, y'all really, y'all really want to be here. <laughs> like this is lit. Like, and the discord now is like crazy. Like everybody's always checking on each other and it's like this big family. So community has just moved from this. Hey, I have followers to like, Hey, I have people who are encouraging and supporting me. They're donating financially, you know, their time. They're putting in hours and hours. I've got people with like a hundred plus hours in my stream. Like what the heck? You know, like it's just, it's wild. And what that does for somebody like me, I mean, I have lupus, as you know. So mm -hmm. like I uh, have chronic pain and chronic illness and I never thought, when I did this, how much it would help me, like how much it would just help my person. I, I just feel like I, I get so much out of it. I get up and even when I have like a crappy pain day and you want to just like cry and throw everything away and then somebody will send you a message and you're like, I got to get up. And then I stream and I feel great. You know, like it's, it's not just this like superficial, Hey, I've got followers. Uh, now can I get some clout? You know, <laughs> thing it's like 
I've got like family members and I'm sharing stuff that I love with these other humans. And it's pretty rad for me. You know, like some people, I guess they get jaded at a certain point and, and it doesn't seem like that. But for me right now, I love all of these people that are in my life and community is everything to me. And growing that community has definitely been a journey from a noob who didn't even know how to operate discord. So like, yeah, keeping a discord going is it's hard. It's, it's tough. hard. Uh, and we didn't hit our stride with our discord until January. I'll say. Yeah. I, I we have a discord and like it, it's tough. Cause like we've, we've been trying to be more active on Twitter. I mean, we don't, we don't really care about our Facebook community. I mean, we care about the people that are in it, but we, <laughs> are not as active in the Facebook stuff just because we don't use Facebook as often, right? We're, we've tried to limit it to Twitter and now we're trying to build the, like our, our discord up and, and we have an Xbox community on Xbox as well. You know, I, I don't really know how people kind of interact with that stuff, but you know, we, we've just been, Twitter's your best bet. Yeah. Twitter's, Twitter. Twitter's it. And TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I'm, let me tell you something. Okay, so I'm gonna be real. This is my pro tip. Tell Everybody's me, tell me about. Tell me about t- your TikTok. Let, let me just tell you. TikTok changed our Discord game. Changed it. It went from a dead Discord. We had people that literally were talking trash about us in somebody else's stream one day. People shall remain unnamed, and said that we had a Discord that was a ghost town, right? On someone else's stream, they said this. I posted a TikTok about my turnip prices and Animal Crossing. It went viral, got like 2,000 something hits. All these people, we told them like, hey, join our Discord and we'll talk about Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing ignited our community. Yeah. It became something that blew up. And all of a sudden, we had new people jumping in the Discord. And all of a sudden, we had these things to talk about. And then... Gathalion shouted out my, you know, Dodo code to my island. Shout out to Gathalion who shut down my entire <sighs> Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Gathalion, man, that's that's so cool. Like out of all the you streamers know. that are like really major players right now, Gathalion is definitely he's a really cool dude. My favorite. Yeah. Like I, but it, he's I, it, it was just random though. I mean, he was he's sitting around playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, you know, like that's you should, how you should put Animal a good Crossing word. came at the right time. I feel like for a lot of things, but it ignited our discord and it brought us all together. And then from there we started to realize like TikTok was a fun way for us to get fresh people in and meet them. And it was a whole different level of content creation that we hadn't thought about. And bug makes great TikToks, uh, battle bug mm-hmm. guys. If you guys are looking for battle bug on TikTok, you should look for her. She's trying to get TikTok famous. <laughs> she comes up with these well thought of things and we just started playing around on it. And, Every time we post a TikTok, we meet new people. And it's not like we're meeting like five-year-olds. You know, we don't got a bunch of five-year-olds joining our Discord. We're meeting other people that have funny things. And TikTok's algorithms are made to suppress chubby black women like myself. So, like, it's not the best for me. (laughs) But it does, the people that it's brought in have become these integral, like some of them have created now. They're creating art for for my merchandise. Like, some of these people have become integral people to our community at this point. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, 
by the way, you should put on a good word for me with Gathalian because I would really love to do one of these with him too. But <laughs> listen, yeah. he just shouted out my dodo code. We were no, you guys are best I friends. Never now. met him before. No, nope, you guys are best met, friends now. I didn't even know who he was, and he asked for turnip prices, so I went in his stream and like I don't I like I I I'm not a person who watches uh, a lot of white male streamers. I'm just gonna say it, you know, yeah. like I'm not out here like. Ooh, let me give more white men my views. Yeah, or, uh, look, Gethalian's like me. He's pretty. He's about he's as generic chill. of a white guy that you can get. <laughs> you know, he's also he's pretty... chill. But I went in there and he was like decorating his house, and we were just chatting it up. And people were asking for turnip prices, and I set mine out there. And I think it was in the beginning of Animal Crossing where nobody had had like really crazy high pa- prices. Yeah, and it just went. It went nuts. It went. <laughs> yeah. Surprised your not, switch didn't catch on fire. <laughs> bro, my switch shut down so many times. By the end of the day, I was so worn out. I was so tired. But, like, I was making so many cool new connections. It was this whole new way of networking, yeah. you know? Who knew? Animal Crossing. Who knew? Who knew? But, I mean, it works. Every time we've ever done it, we've gotten at least five to ten new people in our community. So. I mean, that's awesome, though. You, I mean, it's just, it's cool. Uh, I'm... I'm every time we talk, I'm just thoroughly impressed at what you and you know you've built and you and Battlebug have done, and like I, it's just it fascinates me, and it, it it is super impressive. And ju- I mean, just I mean, you know, sh- I knew nothing. I mean, I went into this. No, I know it. it like <laughs> I went into this with no Twitter, like no nothing. <laughs> it's you know, it's just man, what you guys have done in like six, what six less than six months is just the time though you know it's a time thing a lot of people i i don't think they see how much time we put into it when when bug and i aren't live we're throwing back and forth ideas you know like you said trying to see what sticks uh, uh some of our best imp- inspiration comes at 3 a.m phone calls mm-hmm. uh then behind the scenes all day long, I'm in meetings with my new community manager, Leah, and we're trying to vibe out like what's going to go next with my channel or what I want to do. Or, you know, I, I need to be, she's on to me about posting to Instagram or doing this. And like, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing now, like yeah. that was there before, but it's this thing I love and I never knew I'd love so fiercely. Yeah. And it's like you said, like it, it even when you're not live, you, you have to be, in some way or another, like whether you're creating something like, like merchandise ideas or, or, you know, like I've been designing our merchandise. Cause I mean, we're coming up on pretty big milestones for all of our shows. And when we hit that milestone, we're planning to launch some, you know, new things. And I've been designing, you know, like, like new, not new logos, but like logos for merchandise and, and kind of, memeable stuff like i got memed the other day did i tell you that no this is amazing it was so exciting (laughs) somebody who who watches us uh on on youtube he 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 was pretty nice about it he said like ed and i were talking like during a a pre-show thing or whatever and i was doing all these like stupid faces like and he made all these like well it was like it was an assassin's creed meme it was like uh when you hope uh I, I'll have to send it to you. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Like he emailed it to me first. I think I, I like, saw it. Did you share it on Twitter? I, I think I did. Yeah, I got memed. Yeah, yeah and it, it was like the face you make when Assassin's Creed Valhalla gets announced. And it, it was just, it was cool. It was, 
it was cool. I felt like, you know, once you get memed, you You've made, made it. it. <laughs> so, uh, You've made it. You've been memed. Yeah. But uh, anyways, you I, what you guys have built is super impressive. And, you know, I'm really proud to say that, you know, I was there at the beginning. Yes. Where, uh, where, you were the one who introduced me in Battlebug. Yeah. You said, I think you guys will like each other. It's true. And now we're an inseparable duo. It's, so, like. It's very true did that you did that whenever people ask us we're like Corey introduced us Corey is like the best networker of streamers and then Corey just disappeared on us but like he is literally a stream matchmaker yeah is. i i mean i did i disappeared from streaming but i didn't disappear but from you the didn't internet. disappear from us i mean you just you just changed your your direction of your focus i mean you realized like okay streaming i like but like podcasting is a passion and you've just you have grown this from where you were to now is incredible like yeah it's incredible. I, I mean with the thing like the things that happened with the old group i was a part of and like having to build something new from the you know pretty much the ground up was like you know yeah i mean i i'm sure you've hit this part before but like do i really want to do this again you know do i really want to like start over you know and that was... We're do I'm doing that right now, like with this Twitch, uh, diversifying my content, uh, came over to Twitch three days ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. 24 no. hours ago, I think. Yeah. And and it's very scary. Uh, I didn't get the reception I was hoping from everybody. <laughs> Some people DM'd me and were like, are you quitting? Are you, you know, like it was like this whole thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm diversifying my content. Which, as a content creator, you don't want to shut yourself off from that potential. Yeah. And but also, as this is my career goal yeah. now. And if you look at the numbers, let's just talk numbers. So a new report came out, Forbes magazine, less than a week ago. Mm -hmm. Online streaming is up 101%. Surprise, right? Mm -hmm. Because of coronavirus. Right. Twitch is up 100 102% or something. Mm-hmm. YouTube is up 67%. Facebook gaming in a very specific sector of mobile gaming, I'll, I'll say, is up 128%. Mixer's up 0.2%. Mm -hmm. And that's even after grabbing all these huge names like Shroud and, and Gathalia. After and they've spent an insane Ninja. amount of money on people. And so while I love Mixer, that's my home. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to spend my time. I also need to think as someone who's made this a, a career because uh, this is my full-time job, as you know, like this is my job. So like this is my career. So what do I want to do? I want to stick with what I've already started, first of all, on Mixer and continue driving towards partner because that's the direction our vehicle has been heading. But I also want to, while we're driving towards partner, look at making sure that my content is digestible for as many people as possible and as many avenues as possible for revenue and for being seen because that's what any smart business owner would do it's mm -hmm. like putting everything in one basket you just you just don't put everything in one basket it's a it's an old saying for a reason and in the days where you can consume media in so many different places, to try to hoard my media to one place would just be unwise. Mm -hmm. So I've started doing it. All your other favorite content creators do it. Ninja has an insane TikTok. He's actually really clever on TikTok. I can't stand him on Twitter. I don't really care to watch him on Mixer a whole bunch. But like his TikToks are freaking hilarious. And 
you know, people make YouTube videos and people make, you know, Facebook stuff. And for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to move some very specific content to Twitch. So I'm moving my Grand Theft Auto to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto is not a huge sell for me over on Mixer. It's just not. Mm-hmm. GTA RP is just not the type of content that gets really well digested over on Mixer. Like, it's just not a huge thing, but it's really big over here on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move that content exclusively to this platform. Mm-hmm. Therefore, doesn't fudge with my Mixer numbers. And it also, like, gives me a place to grow and create a community on this platform. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to move over some of my small nerdy games, like my Honeycam Studio games. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my little weird uh, dating sims and stuff over here where they do much better because discoverability on Mixer for smaller games is is close to none. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... that's, that's, Smart. Yeah, I mean, that's really smart. Like, that's what we are... We're actually having a big, you know pre-launch team meeting this weekend uh you know because we're about to launch a playstation show uh we're about to launch expansion pack which 1v1 will be a part of that package uh and we want to do like live shows don't do well on mixer no live talk shows do amazing on twitch correct gameplay of competitive gameplay does well on mixer so like we we're having like all these things where like okay Jesse and I started this show what's on Game Pass where we pick a random game on Game Pass every week to play and stream after our Xbox podcast right and what we figured out is like that stuff does really well on Twitch doesn't do well on Mixer like I mean for for us at least it's so different and you and you have to change up your content based on that to be successful yeah but like if we're playing Call of Duty or if we're playing Apex Legends or we're playing something competitive fantastic on Mixer amazing on Mixer amazing yeah. you know like if we're playing if I mean when when we were playing Blackout now I guess Warzone is is the big one but like that's, that's when, my jams. We, when we were playing Blackout we got a ton of we got a ton of followers on Mixer Right, yeah. but when we were playing smaller games like, like when I was streaming uh, Zelda or or Fire Emblem on Mixer, like nothing, zero. And like I've built up some directories, you know, I've done in spite of my weird games. You know this. I've built quite a following playing my weird games, mm-hmm. but that's in spite of the platform. Like mm-hmm. I did that in spite of the platform. Yeah, and like. I have reached this point where I'm like, I don't want to do it in spite of the platform. I just want to find a platform where it's well handled, you know, like where it's well received. And I just want to create it for that platform. Yeah. Because I'm starting to realize not everything is for everybody all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So why don't I make my content able for the people who are interested in finding it easier for them to find? Yeah. It's just smart business sense because I'm starting to realize that streaming has become more of a business for me, mm-hmm. you know, like. It is not, it's a passionate way for me to be in business, like with myself and with Battlebug, because Battlebug and I are, you know, launching a website. We're making merchandise. Like this is now, you know, money. Battlebug and I have looked at this and our brains are in the same place. You know, when, when we talk about stuff, we have these meetings between the two of us and it's like, this is what we want to do. This is what we love. This is our vision. And that's why her and I, you know, have been the two, as you know, you know, we had other people that were with us Mm -hmm. and they veered off in their directions because 
they didn't have the same GPS that her and I have. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have the same goals that her and I have. And Battlebug is so smart-minded when it comes to this sort of thing, and she has so much passion, and she has so much creativity, and we just vibe, you know, maybe five in the morning when we're vibing about what we're going to do. Yeah. Because uh, we haven't slept because she has a trash sleep schedule, and I, I get pulled into it because I love her, you know. But, yeah. like, She's in we... the chat, by the way. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh... But, you know, like, we uh, we vibe, and that's what we do. We've we've just grown it into this thing where it's like we've, we've grown this little thing of love, and we've turned it into this passion that's now becoming a career for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, how, that's the same thing with me and Ed, right? Like, I'll go to bed early, and he's up late, right? But sometimes at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up, and, like, we'll have a full-on conversation for a half hour. Yeah. Then I'll go back to bed, but like we we're always like it's good to have that you know number you know I mean number two not like you know it's good to have that partner in crime to to throw ideas off of and when you guys are both passionate about the same things it's it's it makes it a whole lot easier and a whole lot. Uh, My more. husband's pretty much used to the fact that she's around no matter what time of day or night. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what my wife says. She's like she's like. I, she'll see me on my phone or something. She's like, it's Ed, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I think you talk to him more than you talk to me. I'm like, yeah, that might be true. <laughs> it's true. She's my, she, she's like, she's the person like at work that you're like always with 24 seven. They're like, yeah. you're like work husband or work wife. That's, that's like exactly what she just said in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zombies work wife. Oh, she, she is. She is. <laughs> But it's like, it's not even that because, I mean, we're so much, you know, we're, our friendship is so much bigger than that. But, like, it is. And I can, and she's the one who encouraged me to, like, diversify myself to Twitch because I was holding back from it. Twitch is, you know, it's a lot for a person of color. And it's a lot for a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very scared of uh, some of the stuff on Twitch. So this is me entering into this as a content creator and being very hopeful but with a lot of trepidation, you mm-hmm. know. That's actually that's actually a great segue. Uh, I'm going to get into some of these community questions uh, uh, that are actually geared specifically towards you know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Megan Green, longtime fan, longtime listener. Uh, she writes in and she says, "Being a woman, uh, was it hard to get started in streaming? The industry, uh, the industry, though vastly improved over the last decade, is still mostly dominated by men. Uh, how do you set yourself apart from the rest?" I'll tell you this, Battlebug and I have a very specific image of who we are as as women on, on any platform, okay? You're uh, not going to randomly tune in and find out that you're looking at a whole lot of cleavage, unless, like, we're dressed up in some sort of ridiculous costume for some specific reason, but, like, we have very specific goals about how we want to represent ourselves and set ourselves apart from what people perceive women to be in streaming. Uh, We don't use our womanly wiles, uh, even though we could, you know, we're cute, we're cute chicks, you know, we could do it, but we don't, we don't use that. That's not what we do. We're based off of body positivity. We're not here to feign anything. We're not here to entertain you with our body. We're here to play games and be competitive and create good content. And that's the focus. It's not sex work disguised as playing games. It's not anything else. You're going to get what you're going to get from us. And as a black woman, 
I walk the line even further. Uh, you know, it is harder as a woman to get uh, pulled further up on these, you know, things without showing a lot of body or portraying yourself to be like super ditzy or all these other things. Like we don't have those gimmicks that come along with a lot of, uh, you know, people who want to create content and they play these characters. We are ourselves all the time. You know, we are two women who are focused on uplifting and bringing other women, I mean, up with us. And it's not because, you know, you're going to see us in skimpy shirts. I mean, half the time I would like to be a lot more comfortable <laughs> and wear clothing that's a little more comfortable, but I don't want that perception like in my stream and BattleBug doesn't either. It's just something that we find, you know, not our vibe. If you want to do it, you know, more power to you, but it's just not our vibe. So we've been re working really hard to make sure like people respect us and they respect women and they respect, you know, who we are and what we're doing while we're streaming because we want it to be that that's our whole thing. Welcome to the chat, everybody. I'm now seeing your chat. Yeah, there's um, so many so people. Like, but like as a black woman that, you know, uh, it, it is hard. Um, black women make up a super small percentage of streamers on any platform we make up uh it's harder for a lot of things i just got some really like disheartening news on mixer you know some of the black content creators on mixer were talking about like records and subs and all kinds of stuff and of course this is what i'm looking forward to is partners so i'm looking that direction and i'm looking at other creators on there and i'm seeing that oh no black mixer partners ever had over 400 subs you know Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, some of the white mixer partners are looking at, you know, 1600 subs, a month, you know, plus, you know, 2000, 5000 subs, you know, and that can be very discouraging, you know, and then a, a mixer partner just I think two or three days ago hit 1000 subs as an African American content creator. He's a huge partner. Huge and he's black. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that he's a black man and he's having those issues me being a black woman even smaller on the platform you know what i'm saying like it can be very daunting yeah but it's also something i just say f it i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep rolling and i'm gonna do this in spite of it and i've kind of just been trucking that way as you know since i came in the game yeah i try to focus on highlighting other streamers of color i try to support other streamers of color i try to support other women you know most of our mod squad's gonna be women we've got a couple of men in there thank god we've got a couple of really sweet empathetic feminist men who uh you know back us up but you know we try to support who we are and see ourselves reflected back in our community and i very much feel that in our community yeah. you know yeah uh Definitely, and you know, it, I uh, I I know there's a few people on on Twitter. You know, Ray, obviously, I you were on our show, and I kind of, you know, you and him kind of hit it off on our show. And oh, I love him. Uh, 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 Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me is a, yeah. Has you know, I I know that he focuses a lot on that, but I still I I love him dearly. You know, it's 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 important to to recognize that you know and and we actually we have a question here from uh where is it at where let me see i ha i have a question that leads right into this it's not in any order but uh uh where is it jeez 
<laughs> not, not it, all my questions are going to be gone. out of order now. Uh, uh, is it this one from from Marshall Malone, which is the son's brother? Uh, he says, "Hey guys, I'm writing in because I'm happy to see some more representation on the shows. Ed and Ray, along with Zombie, and your guests." have been such a good thing and i am proud to be a fan of y'all's work zombie i have a question for you how important is it to have people like Corey, jesse Battlebug, etc aka supportive white people supporting you i don't want it to sound like a dig on white people but do you think it's important for more than just black people to be proud of the black gaming community thanks for being you it means more than you know also hey Corey, love the shows ah that's so dang sweet okay so it is so important and like this is something actually Battlebug and I talk about because she is straight up my white ally friend on a lot of like racist posts in Facebook groups unfortunately yeah so we were in um, a mixer streamers group and that group is just super filled with racist rife with racist crap mm-hmm. and it's so many people taking part in it it's kind of disgusting and it made me feel really uncomfortable and I don't I can't explain what it means to me to have my white ally friends be there and I not have to turn to them and say stick up for us. You know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. Battlebug you anybody I know will call it when you see it. You know? Mm-hmm. And Battlebug does not shy away from it. It's one of the reasons that she is like such a good friend to me. If she sees it, she's going to call you on it. Now, you think she's all sugary, but you go ahead and you say some racist crap (laughs) around Battlebug and see if she doesn't call you on your privilege. And it is important because at the end of the day, the only way we're going to continue to make progress and to fight and to do that kind of stuff is to have our white friends and our white allies here with us because our voice gets drowned out regardless. No one's listening to the oppressed half the time, even if we want to be as loud as we want to be. But listening to other people of privilege, uh, acknowledge their privilege and push for us to be in the same spaces as them is Mm -hmm. such a valuable thing. Um, So for me, it's so important to have a community that is diverse and in a community that's not just filled with, you know, I could be just in an echo chamber of blackness, you know, mm-hmm. I could surround myself with that. But for me to be in an echo chamber of like minded souls, uh, my community is a safe space for people of color, for people of any gender, for people of any sexuality. Like my community is just a loving supportive community you can come in here and be who you're going to be and there will be people in there that will speak up for you because no person should spend their whole life and their whole time being emotionally exhausted uh you know defending themselves you know mm-hmm. so yeah. that's really important that's a really good question though yeah i mean and disabilities you're correct you're correct you know i i mean i can't even try to sit here and pretend that you know, I know what you or Ray or, you know, Khalif or Ed go through when they're like when they're doing stuff online. And I know some people are more popular than others. And the more popular are obviously the more trolls you're going to get or the more, you know, just nasty people out there that you're going to get. And like, I can't like I can't pretend to even know that, which is why I want to be supportive of the people who do go through that. Right. And yeah, uh, 
I was worried I was never going to get mods or like have people that cared enough to mod for me. And it was more scary for me thinking about getting bigger without mods because I thought, how many times is somebody going to jump in my chat and say the N word? Mm -hmm. How many times are people going to come in my chat and attack me for being a woman, you know, already? Mm -hmm. They're going to attack me for being not thin, right? And then they're going to attack me for my blackness. And while I could, you know, be less fat, <laughs> I'm never going to be less black. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, every time I turn on my camera, you know, I'm uber aware of my blackness and I get really anxious. It's why, like, I've been kind of scared about coming to Twitch. Like, I'm like, look, the last time I was on Twitch, I was basically run off this platform with people just using the N-word and... It was so hateful and people doing stuff. I was really scared about coming back to Twitch because I was scared. I'm, you know, but I'm in a different place now. I've got really great mods. I've got mods on Mixer that they catch it. They catch everything. I've got friends who helped me set up bots now that catch anything anybody might not be there to catch. And I feel so much better about myself because I have so many good friends who are lifting me up. Like, I, I've got the, the mods mean everything to me as a as a black content creator, and especially the fact that I have a crew of white mods. You know what I'm saying? Like they're there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that that just just means a lot. I mean, they know that they're gonna see somebody doing these things, and they're there anyways. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, you know, just even the the little you know things that have happened during our shows, because I mean. And because because of Ed, you know, like I've I've banned people for saying things, right? Like I, I don't really, I like it's it's awkward because like I don't know if I should tell Ed about this stuff after it happens or whatnot. But like, you know, I I don't want our community to be that way either, you know. And and yeah, uh, you know, with and and you know, our community's been always been really supportive, and we have a lot of mixed, you know races and, and sexualities and stuff that watch our show and, and enjoy our content, which, you know, is, is great to have, but you do get those, you know, random people that pop in and say nasty things and you have to ban them or block them or, you know, get rid of them. And, and, you know, it's, it's, and let me tell you something, handling that has become a very big part of my walk. I'll say as a content creator too, mm -hmm. because I used to think like, not handling it like oh let's not acknowledge this like piece of shit who came in to harass me like mm -hmm. so many people are so sugary sweet about banning people they're like all right i'm sorry bye and i started to realize like this is my chance as a black woman to like actually be like get the fuck out of here mm -hmm. you are not welcome in this space you cannot just show up and fix your little fingers on the internet to call somebody fat, to call somebody black, to call, you know, to call them the N-word, to call them this crap. You get all the way out of here because just nicely brushing them off to the side is not how we should approach racism. That doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. And for me as a black content creator, that doesn't work for me to approach it that way either. People are like, oh, well, you're always going to have trolls and they're always going to get told to fuck off mm -hmm. because handling racism, handling people talking about people's disabilities you know my son is on the spectrum you know like handling any of that lightly would just stay for me and i see people talk about it and it's like these you know uh, you know i love a streamer twitter take you know mm -hmm. on things i'm like i just do this to trolls and i'm like you know i used to think it's tacky to like call out trolls and like 
if if it's just about me being fat, like whatever, like. But you're gonna talk about my blackness. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up on you. Mm-hmm. If you you know what I'm saying, like I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna unload the clip on you live on my channel because you came to unload your clip on me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because when I see that word in my chat, when I see somebody whisper me something like that or hateful you expect some sort of reaction what you expect is that you're going to hurt my feelings but ha 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 jokes on you i live in mississippi i'm pretty much immune to the n-word at this point you know like you're not going to come in here and think you can get away with that not in my chat and not in bugs chat and if you think you've seen bug mad before come on her chat and use the n-word and see see if bug is nice to you about it you mm-hmm. know so i think that as a streamer i feel more obligated now, as a black woman on the platform who's got a voice to, like, call it out when I see it, not be quiet about it and shush it under the rug because I want to make partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I I, I totally support that. I, I almost said I understand, but, like, if for me, I don't understand. And it's, it's I mean, I'm, a, I'm about as generic as you get as a you know a straight white dude on your the internet. Your heart is not this, generic. This is You're this fine. is where I'm at, right? But like You're such a good ally, Corey. You always have been. And you've always been a person who's like, look, I'm a white person. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> You're very upfront about it. And and well, I love I, that. I don't I and like that. that's why when you were on the Boss Rush show uh, a couple months ago at this point and you and Ray were talking about it, it was so fascinating to sit back and just listen because like I've never gotten to witness like an upfront conversation about something like what that it feels with like real... to do it and knowing that you're just under the microscope all the time yeah like with with real people like okay you see news stories on on tv all the time about stuff like this but it's like okay i don't understand how much to believe how much is like hyperbolic how much is like pushed under the rug or whatever but to have two friends sit and talk about it is like and i remember you saying it during that podcast you were like ray i've never heard you talk about it. he's like well i'm i'm not around another black person when you're around you know like yeah yeah and like and you know ed doesn't really talk about it either you know and and because we don't we don't have safe spaces really to discuss it yeah and it's it, it i can't even talk about it mixer streamers network if i ask for other black streamers to watch i'm like hey anybody else black streaming this it is a shit show yeah. friend Every racist comes a crawling out and is like, what about a white streamers group? And I'm like, this is a white streamers group. (laughs) Yeah. It's a white streamers platform. You guys have the white streamer everything. Y'all chill out. Sit down somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, that's. uh, I I just want to see other people that look like me. Yeah. (laughs) And and look, I've been seeing, you know, even in not just streaming, but on YouTube and games in general, it's always you know, the, the white dude that's leading the charge of the game. Right. And like only recently have we been seeing like women and people of color take the lead roles in games and like being, you know, even, even, you know, people who have disabilities in games and, you know, Microsoft went through the whole avatar change system to where you could do all that too. And, and, uh, in animal crossing, we now have wheelchairs. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's important for people to see people that look like that. Like, I think you so important. You you were the one who replied to my tweet on Hollywood, right? The Netflix mm-hmm. show, and my wife and I watched that show. I love it. I loved it. It was got it, Battlebug watching it now. It was the best. It's the best show I've watched on TV since Mad Men. 
for me at least. I, see, that's why I was saying Battlebugs mom would like it because she loves Mad Men. Yeah, and like it, it just you know I'm like just look at how things could have been different if if you know if it didn't take this long for people to stand up for themselves you know it's... and that's me right now on this platform and that's gonna be me i'm gonna do it i'm gonna talk about it if it makes you uncomfortable if my blackness makes you uncomfortable you're gonna have to go somewhere else i'm unabashedly black all the time and mm. the reason that i'm unabashedly black is because the world doesn't allow me to not be mm-hmm. yeah and and you know this kind of is actually a good transition into our next question from Ashley Davidson, another longtime listener uh, of ours. Uh, she's been pretty, you know, in, in her questions to us on previous shows, she's been pretty personal with us to feel that comfortable of, of saying things. But uh, she says, hey, guys, haven't written in in a while, but I have a question for Zombie in particular. Uh, what's the most important message you have for people who need encouragement to be themselves? Uh, as the boss rush guys know, I am a white gay woman who lives in Alabama and has a black partner. It's amazing to see, uh, not only the boss rush community, uh, be so supportive, but also streamers and content creators like you to have influence, to have influenced how we live our lives. Uh, much love Ashley and Monica. That's very sweet. Shout out to Ashley. So I think it's important just to be myself. Uh, so let me tell you what I see when I look at uh, the mixer boards or the Twitch boards. I see a lot of black women uh, who are very light skinned, who wear a lot of wigs to look whiter (laughs) and they're higher up on the, and they're thinner, right? They're the more digestible. Their blackness is more digestible. So they're higher up on the leaderboards a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like there's levels to this, just like there's levels to it in life. Uh, if you haven't seen, so there's a Netflix documentary out about Madam CJ Walker, the first black female millionaire on Netflix. I highly recommend you watch it. She was born to slaves and she made hair products for black women at a time where it was the first generation coming from slavery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything was Caucasian. Uh, blacks were segregated, you know, things were different and, She was dark-skinned, round, uh, and considered, quote-unquote, ugly. But the mulattoes, a.k.a. the house slaves, were what people of color wanted to look like because they thought that was more acceptable to white people, right? And I think that's still very prevalent in my culture today with a lot of black people. You know, we try to make ourselves more digestible to fit into society. It's why we have all these lawsuits about wearing even our natural hair. So for me, being myself every day and having a partner like Bug who lets me be black, she lets me talk about my blackness. She doesn't say, let's tone it down so that we can make partner. She doesn't say, I mean, she did t- stop telling me to use the N-word so much, but <laughs> 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 she, she, she did one time have a pep talk with me about it. But like, there are times where I'm going to have a nigga moment and she knows I'm going to have a nigga moment and she sits back <laughs> and she says it's against TOS, but she doesn't say don't do it because, you know, I don't want you to be this this person of color. You know, like I, she doesn't try to suppress my culture at all. She doesn't try to suppress who I am. We don't we don't whiten it up. We don't church it up in our streams either. 
she's never once pulled me back and said, okay, if we're going to go for partner, let's not be so black. Let's not, you know, she, mm -hmm. she's never told me to pull it in and she's always encouraging that. She's like, well, you're, you're a black person, you know, like you do this and you know, you, she knows and I know, and I want to be this black, visible, loud, sad, chronically ill person. My whole stream is about my transparency. Yes, I have lupus. Yes, I'm a mother. You know, I'm not just black. I am a mother. I am a, a chronic pain survivor. I am this. Like, I am this multitude of things. But all of this is still the summation of my blackness in my stream at the end of the day. I will never not be who I am to be successful because there are little girls like my 11 year old looking at me saying, where am I going to gauge myself? When I look at the mixer boards and I see who I want to raid battle bug. And I look, I cried and she'll tell you to find out I was the number one arc streamer. I've never seen a black woman streaming arc and even make it. Uh, I've never, first of all, I'd never seen a black woman streaming arc, which is my favorite game, but I'd never seen a black woman streaming arc and been number one. And I cried about it, you know, like that means a lot, you know, that those, those kind of milestones, they may seem kind of stupid to some people, but that's incredible to me because that's representation, which is the entire thing snack squad started out with. And you know, this, you mm -hmm. were there in the, in the boiler room of snack squad mm -hmm. representation matters. Seeing people that look like you matters, period. And the only way that you would ever understand that, you know, if you're Caucasian, is if you never saw another white person your entire life, and all of a sudden you saw one in the wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I scroll through the Mixer leaderboards and I see a black woman, I pop in and I check out or check her out. I'm like, holy crap, another black content creator. I get so hyped, especially if it's a female, you know, like I get mm -hmm. really excited. And those barriers are only going to become less of anything that holds me back to more I'm moving forward and streaming. I mm -hmm. hope, you know, I yeah. hope so. I don't see other black GTA RP women. I'm the only black GTA RP -er I've seen so far. That's a woman. So like, I'm loving seeing these little milestones for myself. And even though other people may not notice it, it's something that means a lot to me. And I know that it means a lot to other black people that are out there looking at these things. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's so important to do that. It's so important to be yourself and like not to change who you are to accomplish a goal. I think that's what's. I mean, you've known me the whole time. Have you seen me switch it up? No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have, but it's been the the opposite way, right? Yeah. And th this is this is. Deshaun. I got less scared. Yeah, yeah, this is Deshaun's question. He says. Oh yeah, my girl Zombie Kills. Uh, I got a question. When did you decide to use your race to empower you on stream? I remember you not using a camera for the longest time and then you embraced it. Love you guys and wish Zombie Kills was on more Boss Rush podcast content. Uh, I love I mean, it. We, he's, he's we also one. wish Zombie was on more content, but she's she's <laughs> <laughs> she's busy. So, uh, um, I, I think, you know, if there was that switch at like 700 for me yeah and it was like i felt safe i felt like i had established a little bit of a community i was really afraid for a long time i was afraid people were going to focus on my blackness in a negative way mm -hmm. 
and I was afraid it was going to be just me fighting the trolls, and I was worried, and I needed more of a community. I needed more mods. I needed more things. I needed people to be invested so that it wasn't this, like, outward attack, and Bug was always super encouraging, like, you know, she didn't believe in no-camp streamers, you know? She was like, no-camp stream? What the heck? You know, that's... <laughs> It's like yeah. so against battle bugs. But even she said, like, at one point she wrote this really cool article on Reddit. You know, thank you, Sporos. Um, she put this really cool thing out and she was like, you know, I used to think you did you needed a cam to be successful, but my co-streamer no cam streams and she's fine. You know, she's got the personality to do it. She's like, so you know, I really just have to say it kind of defend depends on your personality. But like there came a point with Snack Squad where it's like we're focusing on empowering women and representation and how can I continue to do that if I don't show my face and how can I continue to feel like super empowered with bugging them if I'm not like empowered enough to like get out there so it started happening and there are definitely days where you like you know you hate it and I got really hurt one time and she probably remembers this somebody came in and was like talking about being ugly and stuff like that and it like kind of hurt my feelings i think you probably remember yeah, that i remember that and it like hurt me really you were, bad you were actually talking about stopping for a while because of yeah. that and i thought about quitting streaming because it's just like i don't i just i don't know what it was but it stuck with me so i don't know it was like this raw feeling mm -hmm. and then after that once i pushed through that feeling it was just like they're going to say what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. No one's going to like you all the time. And I'm not going to be everybody's cup of cocoa. I'm just not. And that's okay. You know, but also at the same time, you can't let people bully you off of a platform. I got bullied off of Twitch when I first started at Twitch. Um, and Mixer was starting to feel like home. And the camera came on. And then it just it became this thing where it was like, I don't just want to empower me. You know, being part of Snack Squad, being part of Sugar and Spice, you know, you know, Snack Squad's our community, obviously. Like, being part of that, how can I tell all these people to be themselves and love themselves if I can't just, like, buckle down and get in there for myself? So, I did it. And I'll definitely say that it's made me feel much better. I feel more in charge of what I'm doing now than I did then. But I also feel like I had to kind of grow into it. I had to stretch my legs into it. I couldn't just jump into it. Being a woman of color, et cetera, I knew I was worried like it was going to lose me followers. I was worried that once they saw that I was this and that, they were not going to like me anymore. But I got to a point where I knew my content was going to hold itself, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. No, and, and, you know, I was happy that you continued to do that and actually, you know, kept up with everything and... and it's important, like, like you said, it's important to show, like, if people want to look up to you, you have to face, you know, that kind I mean, of stuff. Don't look up to me, y'all. Like, I, I be doing some crazy shit. Like, wow. I just want to put that out there. I am not a young person role model. I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted other people. I just want a reflection. It doesn't have to be the best one, you mm -hmm. know? It's just got to be there. Yeah. Well... I got to tell you, everybody in our community asks for you all the time. So, well, I love y'all. So, <laughs> all y'all who are listening, y'all rock. Uh, all right, zombie, we're going to finish up with some, some less serious questions here for, okay. uh, you know, uh, what, uh, Tim, Tim H 
asks, uh, what are some of your favorite recent video games? Newer video, obviously Animal Crossing, right? Mm-hmm. I guess GTA RP is new to me. Like, yeah. GTA is obviously an older game, but it's like, you know, uh, the RP aspect of it is like a whole newer culture, and it's apparently, you know, super insane. And, oh, thank you, Spore Rose. That, that means a lot. But I also think that, like, what's another good, fun game that's new? I mean, Ark, you know, Ark is, like, love of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's I only, like... Every time you're, like, I can't go back to Ark because I'll get addicted again. And then, like, a week later, I'm playing <laughs> Ark. I can't stop. I can't stop. Also, though, I will say, I, I you know... I've been perusing and trying like a couple different things. Later daters is really great. Just saying, later daters is great. If you haven't played later daters, you should play later daters. It's aren't just there, good. Aren't there? Uh, uh, aren't there like more chapters to that game coming? Isn't yes, there, I'm isn't really it? excited. Like I'm bated breath waiting for more later daters content. <laughs> That's so funny. It is what it is, and also I'm really excited about Pikmin that I've heard that's like in the works because I love Pikmin. Yeah. So like, I've heard it's in the works. Yeah. It's, like I'm uh, waiting. Supposedly, Pikmin three is coming to Switch at some point. I think. Let's see. Paper Mario is coming in in July. I bet Pikmin is their August game because they're gonna want want September, October, November to be their Mario thirty fifth anniversary special, or whatever. But. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, you know, uh, I'm always seeing new stuff and being a content creator, like there's new stuff coming across all the time. Sims 4 is like releasing a new expansion pack I'm also really excited about. Yeah. It's coming out June 5th, and I'm really pumped about that too because I really like Sims. It's a really relaxing game for me to play. Like it's kind of like my happy place if I'm having like a mental health day, like Sims really <laughs> brings it back in for me. Yeah. And we do a lot of, uh, Buck and I like to do Sims challenges, so that's definitely, you know, something cool to, like, think of if you guys are thinking about trying anything new. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Megan Green writes in, uh, who are some of the best female characters in gaming today? Whew. I mean... I don't play a ton of games with like female leads. Like I do. I I play games. <laughs> I mean, I will say, let's say Last of Us. I mean, has a strong, fantastic female lead in Last of Us too. Just from what I saw from the trailer, like mouth on the floor. Can we talk about it? Like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna dust off my PS4 just for that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. I'll, I'll dust it off because I don't play it that much anymore because all my friends are now pretty much on PC or Xbox. Mm-hmm. But I'll say Last of Us. I don't really play a ton of games that are story-driven anymore. And I'll tell you why. I, I'm i a mom now, right? So my games have to be like in small bursts. Mm-hmm. I don't ever get to just sit down. And I'm the type of person, if I'm doing a story game, I've got to like play it all the way through. And playing in 30-minute bursts of a story game, it's so hard to, like, keep track of it. And games have become such this community thing for me. Uh, Like, when I'm playing something, I now want to be, like, commuting. Because especially during, you know, the fact that I'm in lockdown still, you know, because I have lupus. So I'll be chilling here for the next two years probably. (laughs) Like, you know, 
like game is just community based for me so story games kind of go out the window so i can't really think of that but that's i like the fact that there are more like valhalla um it's supposed to have like strong female leads in that game there's supposed to be like a lot more games that are in development and works that i've seen that have stuff like that it's just not really my jams at the moment i guess no that's fair no i get it i haven't played a lot of like if if i want to play a game that's like like what in short bursts it's either something small on switch or something like halo or or gears or yeah something that you could just churn through with people yeah and like maybe maybe once a week i get a little bit of time to just play a game that i really want to play like like i told you before we started recording i'm playing control right now and and i mean that stars a female character uh jesse faden's pretty cool uh you know i mean the tomb raider reboot is really good like i love all those games uh assassin's creed odyssey cassandra is is the only way to play that game uh so uh, i mean there's there you know more about it than i do i'm not a story game chick right now yeah uh talk to me when i get when i get more time once all my kids get to school you know my four-year-old starts school this fall like so mm -hmm. they'll all officially be gone (laughs) like yeah talk to me then about if i could go back and start playing through some games by myself (laughs) yeah uh i think anytime i have a chance to play as a female i do uh I think that's and, true of a lot of male characters. Yeah. I see it on Ark. I, if they're going to spend thousands of hours, they want to spend thousands of hours looking at a female. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fairly common. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's... I mean, I think it's less the sexual aspect for me and more like... I've been playing games with the same character for so long. Like the... the ball, Like the, the shaved head guy with the gruff beard. Like... You know, I, yeah. I've played that game so many times that like it—it's like it it's feels, almost it feels just weak. You know, yeah. it's yeah, I it's you no know, fun. and I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just, I just prefer to play. That's as like a me. Female if games. I if I can find if I can find like a game where I can be a black woman, I'm jumping on it. It's one of the things I love about Ark. Yeah, I can literally customize like my skin tone to realistic shades of blackness same with everything else now the hair texture is totally whack on arc <laughs> it's only one texture but whatever but like any game where i could jump in and be a black woman baby best believe i'm gonna jump in and do it you know what i'm saying because i don't see it yeah yeah uh all right uh jesse uh asks uh i'd like to know if she has any great books she she would suggest yeah, actually, I'm reading um, Children of Vengeance and Virtue by Tomi Ademi, which is the sequel to Children of Blood and Bone. Uh, and it's a black fantasy novel. It's actually really good. Um, so I love sci-fi and fantasy. It's like my preferred genre. Surprise. Like, surprise, guys. I like video games and sci-fi stuff. <laughs> surprise. Whoa. <laughs> surprise. I knew, that, I knew that was going to blow your mind. Um but I've been reading these books by Tomi Ademi and I really like them and I'm on the second one and it's been a little while because like obviously I'm so busy with stream stuff I'm not reading as much but like I'm almost at the end of it right now and all I gotta say is the first book I blew through in 24 hours because I couldn't put it down Mm -hmm. and the second book I've definitely been savoring it a little bit more but it is so 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 good 
So I highly recommend it. It's like, it's a world where there's magic and the, the magic people, the magi, are being like oppressed by a ruling power. But it's very unique story because instead of it, like most other novels, etc., where it's like one race of people oppressing the other, whether it be dwarves oppressing elves, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. This is actually black people oppressing other black people uh, in this book. So there's like this really interesting power dynamic that's just really unique. The way that they've obtained their magic is unique. And then the way that the story escalates is very unique. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Nice. Nice. Uh, what's, what's, what's that book series called again? Just in case somebody missed it. Tomi Ademi writes, uh, Children of Blood and Bone. And the second book is called Children of Virtue and Vengeance. All right. All right. Uh, Jimmy Fallon actually had it on the show. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, and then our last question comes from, of course, Edward, Edward Varnell. You may have heard Fowl of him. Of Edward. I love uh, him. This question is so ridiculous. I, I don't even know why I'm reading it. He says, if you could treat any game like Family Feud, which game would it be and why? It would be Ark. It <laughs> 100% be Ark. Because it would be a whole bunch of dinosaur questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be good. I would be able to nail it. Like, Battlebug could not because she's always like, you know that one over there? <laughs> she's like, is this going to kill? Battlebug's whole time playing Ark, just so he knows her running up to stuff saying, is this going to kill me? Is this going to kill me? <laughs> what about this one over here? Is this one going to kill me? <laughs> she, is this a nice dinosaur? Is this a mean dinosaur? Oh, it's a mean one. And then you hear, ah, it's a mean one. It was mean. It, that's literally, she would she would lose Family Feud for us if we did it with Ark. It would, she would lose it hundred percent, hundred percent. We would we would lose everything. But I I have to say like Ark would be such a good one because of all the like you know all the dinosaurs and stuff like all the different dinosaurs and plants and all the other stuff. It would actually be like a really fun experience. Not for Bug. If it was for her, she would lose. Oh man! Well, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this edition of One V One Zombie. I appreciate you taking the time to come here and I love it. Tell me about your streaming life and how awesome it is, and you know how. I mean, uh, you know, we try and we yeah. try and. Uh, <laughs> why don't you let everybody know where they can find you one more time before we get out of here? I am Zombay Kills, Z-O-M-B-A-E-K-I-L-L-Z on all social media. You can find me on Twitch. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Mixer. You can even search for me on YouTube and I'll pop up in some of Battlebug's videos. <laughs> but you can find me there. And you can also find my co-streamer Battlebug as well. You can find her at Battlebug Plays on Twitch. You can find her on Mixer. You can join our Discord. Make sure you guys check us out. We're just, you know, two dope ladies trying to make it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, You can also find her uh, social links in the description of this episode. Uh, We're going to get Battlebug on here at some point. Uh, We, I've I've conversed with her on Twitter uh, about a week ago, and I need to get back with her about that. But she'll be she'll be on an episode very, very soon. Uh, but you can, you can find me at, I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Corey and HD on Mixer and Twitch. Uh, you can also find me on all you can of find those. him on Mixer. Go yeah. ahead. You, we find him on Mixer. Yeah. Find me. Find me. Just uh, get on Mixer. <laughs> I need to find, I need to find Mixer. I need to I find you on Mixer. I need to find a Mixer. 
so I can get on it. <laughs> uh, you can find me on all of Boss Rush Games' content, including the Boss Rush Podcast, Nintendo Power Block, and Arsenal X, the Xbox Podcast. Uh, go to BossRushGames.com for all of our content. And uh, you, you can subscribe to our YouTube page at YouTube.com slash BossRushGames. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts on your podcast service of choice. And remember to play games and be better. Uh, this has been 1v1. Thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time, we love you. Bye, guys. Bye.